0: Hi everyone and welcome to East Redland Anglican for this third Sunday of Easter or the 1st of May 2022. Today we're hearing from the Gospel of John chapter 21 verses 1 to 19 and it's that great third resurrection appearance of Jesus to the disciples where Peter finds himself in that situation where Jesus asks him if he loves him three times. We're wanting to explore what that means in Uh, Conjunction with the story of the Velveteen Rabbit and what it means to be real and to share in Jesus's ministry. So sit back and relax and enjoy today's sermon. The Lord be with with you. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John Chapter twenty-one, beginning at verse one, glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the Twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, "I am going fishing." they said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were able to haul it in, Now, they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, "'It is the Lord.' And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the lake. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they'd gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread." Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you, have, that, that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. The second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to me, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished but when you grow old you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this he said to him, follow me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you please be seated. I have a story to read to you today. Well, I've got bits of a story to read to you today, mostly because I love it and it says something in a way that we all seem to instinctively understand. And sometimes I think that reinventing the wheel is just a bit silly when something can be said so easily. So what I wanna do now is read from a very different book to the book I just read from. And I'm going to read from The Velveteen Rabbit. In the story so far, the Velveteen Rabbit has come to the house as a gift for the boy. However, for a long time, he has lived in the toy cupboard or on the nursery floor, and not many of the other toys have thought very much of him. All the other toys kept pretending they were real, and the rabbit didn't understand this because he didn't know that real rabbits existed. He thought they were all stuffed with sawdust, just like him. Thus begins the rabbit's search for meaning and what it is to be real, and it is from the old skin horse that he begins his journey to understanding, and that's where we pick the story up. The skin horse had lived longer in the nursery than any of the others. He was so old that his brown coat was bald in patches and showed the seams underneath. And most of the hairs of his tail had been pulled out to string bead necklaces. He was wise, for he had seen a long succession of mechanical toys arrive to boast and swagger and by and by break their mainsprings and pass away. And he knew that they were only toys and would never turn into anything else for nursery magic is a very strange and wonderful thing. And only those playthings that are old and wise and experienced, like the skin horse, understand all about it. What is real? Asked the rabbit one day, when they were lying side by side near the nursery fender before Nana came to tidy the room. Does it mean having things that buzz inside you and a stick out handle? "'Real isn't how you are made,' said the skin horse. "'It's a thing that happens to you. "'When a child loves you for a long, long time, "'not just to play with, but really loves you, "'then you become real.' "'Does it hurt?' asked the rabbit. "'Sometimes,' said the skin horse, "'for he was always truthful. "'When you are, when you are real, you don't mind being hurt.' Does it happen all at once, like being wound up, he asked, or bit by bit? It doesn't happen all at once, said the skin horse. You become. It takes a long time. That's why it doesn't often happen to people who break easily or have sharp edges or have to be carefully kept. Generally, by the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off and your eyes drop out. "'and you get loose in the joints and very shabby. "'But these things don't matter at all "'because once you are real, you can't be ugly, "'except to people who don't understand.' "'I suppose you are real,' said the rabbit. "'And then he wished he hadn't said it, "'for he thought the skin horse might be sensitive, "'but the skin horse only smiled. "'The boy's uncle made me real,' he said, That was a great many years ago, but once you are real, you can't become unreal again. It lasts for always. Now, I don't read this to be trivial, because inside this wonderful children's story, there's a fundamental truth in what the skin horse has to say to the velveteen rabbit. And it's a truth that we see equally reflected in today's gospel reading, and it's about becoming real. Now, to understand what this means, we need to look at our old friend Peter. Now, while the gospel story mentions seven disciples, and two of them only get a mention like, and two of the others, um, today's passage is really about Peter. And this is the same Peter who had around a charcoal fire in the courtyard of the high priest, three times denied Jesus This is the same Peter who, in spite of everything that happened after the crucifixion, had gone home to Galilee. This is the same Peter who decided to go fishing because that's who he was. He was a fisherman and he thought it was time to settle down and go back to what he was best at doing. All of this Messiah chasing seems to have just been too much for Peter in the end. But it was over now and there were fish to be caught and a living to be made. Now, it's in the middle of this very secular activity that Peter found himself face-to-face with Jesus and with a net full of fish. A lot of fish dragged up on the shore, fish that would have been worth a tidy amount of money, fish that could have been the start of a new business opportunity. All Peter had to do was go to the fish market um, and he would have been on his way with his new venture. Instead, Peter stayed for a meal where around another charcoal fire Jesus broke bread and in the breaking of the bread Peter and the rest of the disciples knew Jesus and things changed again Easter became real and what Jesus was asking Peter to do would make Peter more real than I suspect he ever thought possible we need to remember here that the word for the charcoal fire that, Jesus is, uh, that uh, Peter and Jesus are standing by on the beach is anthracia. There's only one other place in the New Testament where anthracia is used and it's the charcoal fire that Peter stands around as he denies Jesus. This is getting very real for Peter all of a sudden. Why? Because this part of our Gospel reading brings us into sharp focus with the idea that Jesus' mission Is becoming our mission and we have to recognize the love that that's going to require and have a look at what Jesus asked Peter Jesus asked Peter agapas me that is do you love me now we have to realize here that this love is not the love of a sentimental or bland or easy kind this love which is a derivative of agape is the great self-giving all-embracing divine and undivided love so jesus isn't asking for personally directed sentimental love he's asking of peter something much bigger and by extension he's asking of us something much bigger the difficulty of taking it up is seen as in peter's response where he says philosophy which suggests endearment or to have affection for or friend being a friend, or something like that. So what you have is, is Jesus asking, "Peter, do you love me with the all-embracing, divine, undivided love?" And Peter saying, "Yes, Lord, you know that I'm your friend." But Peter and possibly us, as part of the Christian mission, are not called to love from an emotional attachment, like what Peter's suggesting in his response we're called to love with the divine love to love god jesus and neighbor with a self-giving all-embracing divine and undivided love we are called to love like the israelites with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our might this is the love that's the animating principle in our lives and in the world around us now to me what is evident here when we consider it like that is the utter pervasiveness of it. This is in everything. This isn't simply about actions, it's about total and undivided commitment to love. It's the realisation that through that love, we are made real. Now, why is this real? Because we are presented with a choice that, like Peter, draws us out of the ordinary, or possibly more accurately, the safe and the predictable, We are drawn out of those things which we think define us. Once a fisherman, always a fisherman. Once a velveteen rabbit, always a velveteen rabbit. And it seems to me that there's no accident here that that Jesus refers to Peter in this section as Simon. The choice has to be made between being Simon the fisherman or Peter the rock, the rock that the church is built on. The choice between the known and the safe world of managed choice and unreality, and the no- unknown and potentially dangerous world, uh, dangerous but exi- exciting world of what is real. And I think that in doing so, what we discover is that reality is defined by relationship. Indeed, Jesus isn't simply telling Peter, feed his lambs and tend his sheep as some sort of new job opportunity, a new way to define himself in ways that are known and safe, or providing a chance to simply turn his wobbly love for Jesus around. What's going on here is Jesus is sharing his own work, his own ministry with Peter. Jesus is deliberately drawing Peter into a fuller, more real relationship with him. And Jesus wants us to find that love, to be drawn into a deep and abiding relationship with him so that we can share in the reality of his ministry. It's only in this that we suddenly find what is real. Reality is not found on TV. Reality or being real is found in relationship with Jesus and in relationship with each other. The beauty of this is it doesn't rely on perfection. After all, the skin horse, by his own description, is a bit worn, and I would suggest that so is Peter, and so are we. But like Peter, Jesus brings us into relationship and asks us to follow him. Now, does it hurt? Yes, the skin horse says so, and we see that Peter too feels hurt. Relationship is always a two-way street. But as the desert monastics made very clear it's only in the mystery of the other that we find out who we really are at the end of the velveteen rabbit the now old and shabby rabbit is put into a sack and taken out to the edge of the garden to be burned because the boy has had scarlet fever and the doctor feared that the old rabbit would have too many germs but luckily the gardener doesn't have time to burn the sack because the sack had been left untied and the rabbit has fallen out and is lying in the garden. During that night, the rabbit the rabbit thought of the old skin horse, so wise and gentle, and all that he told him. Of what use was it to be loved? and lose one's beauty and become real, if it all ended like this. And a tear, a real tear, trickled down his little shabby velvet nose and fell to the ground. And then a very strange thing happened, for where the tear had fallen, a flower grew out of the ground, a mysterious flower, not at all like any that grew in the garden. It had slender green leaves, the colour of emeralds, and in the centre of the leaves, a blossom like a golden cup. It was so beautiful that the little rabbit forgot to cry and just lay there watching it. And presently the blossom opened and out of it there stepped a fairy. And she was quite the loveliest fairy in the whole world. Her dress was of pearl and dewdrops and there were flowers around her neck. "'and in her hair, and her face was like the most perfect flower of all. "'And she came close to the little rabbit and gathered him up in her arms "'and kissed him on his velveteen nose, that was all damp from crying. "'Little rabbit,' she said, "'Don't you know who I am?' "'And the rabbit looked up at her, and it seemed to him "'that he had seen her face before, but couldn't think where. "'I am the nursery magic fairy.' she said. I take care of all the playthings that the children have loved. When they are old and worn out and the children don't need them anymore, then I come and take them away with me and turn them into real? Wasn't I real before? asked the little rabbit. You were real to the boy, the fairy said, because he loved you. It's here that we find the message of Easter. We become real in our Lord, but like the skin horse says, once we have become real, we can't become unreal again. It is for always. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That brings our podcast to an end for this week. If there's anything more you'd like to know about the parish, you can always check us out at our website, which is www.eastredlandanglican.com.au. You'll be able to find lots of links there to our Facebook page, to our Vimeo and YouTube channels, and to our Apple podcast channel. You'll be able to go through the website there and find out any other information you want to know about our service times or baptisms and confirmations and things like that um so check us out there um, have a look and if there's anything you need please don't hesitate to send us an email or give us a call um, and we look forward to seeing you again next week god bless